0: Welcome back to the We Are Makers podcast, where we explore the intersection of purpose, passion, and how it connects to holistic marketing for businesses. Presented by the Wavemakers Collective, we invite you to sit back and tune into conversations with experts from Southeast Asia on how businesses can apply the holistic marketing approach to grow their business. I'm your host, Nazira Hashim, and I am delighted to welcome you all today as we chat with Edward Irwan, General Manager at Outpost in Changu, Bali. A prestigious co working space known for its dynamic and innovative approach to fostering collaboration and productivity. With his core background in hospitality, Edward has always had a unique approach to curating experiences in co working spaces. His previous tenure at Maki showcased plenty of exciting events and activations that I, for one, believe was engaging and empowering the communities. And today, we are here to uncover his insights on what it takes to curate a thriving co working environment for teams. Welcome, Edward. It's lovely to have you here.
1: Thank you, Naz. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Um, no problem. <laughs> super glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you about co-working spaces, you know, because you've been mm. in the industry for a while. Can you start by explaining what's your philosophy in curating a thriving co-working environment? Like, what does it look like in your opinion?
1: Well, when it comes to that, I think it all comes down to one word, which is the community mm-hmm. I always believe that coworking is about fostering community yeah it's the main reason why people are, are are looking for a co-working space, you know it's not really so much about the workspace itself, yes. you know, but it's actually about how they will be able to meet and grow within a community that they are comfortable with, and they feel that they can um you know like channel their enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and and their passion as well.
0: Yeah, I see. I mean, yeah, I I believe that if the word co-working space is about community, it definitely drives a certain type of people to this Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. And what are those essential elements that every co-working spaces should have if you think about it? Like when you say community, like there's so many types of communities out there, right? So what, what are the essential elements you think that drive that community?
1: Well, that's a real challenge because, like you said yourself, like there are so many different communities, right? And obviously, like a co-working space shouldn't be known only as like a place for one community. It should be able to foster like many different communities. Mm -hmm. And the challenge for us will be like how we are able to curate the events that can gather them all together. Right. So when we talk about, like, the essential thing, you know, like, especially, like, our community and experience team, you know, like, they should be able to see the trends, you know, mm. like, for example, like, what is the latest trend and events, you know, that can attract, like, different kind of communities, you know, and that's the main challenge, you yeah. know, and, and it's easier said than done. Right, <laughs> right, you know? right, yeah. And not only that, because, you know, like, right now, like, there's so many different co-working spaces as well, right? Yes. And yes. I guess, you know, like when when you're in a business of co working space, you kind of have the same philosophy, you know, like you already know what you're doing. So everybody kind of do want to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to stand out from the others.
0: And when you say like standing out, would you say that when people come there, is it about wanting to be more productive, like a community that's productive, or is it a community that's creative? What would you say is more important in a space Mm -hmm. according to what you see in, um, you know, the people that come to the spaces?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. Because if we're talking about, you know, like people want to get productive in the co-working space, obviously they Mm -hmm. still come to work, right? So essential things like, you know, like comfortable chairs, you know, like comfortable working desk, you Mm -hmm. know, like running fast and running internet, you know, like cafe. Yeah. It's the type of essential things that a member needs when they enter a co-working space, right? So obviously we need to provide those. But when it comes to like, the creativity part or like being involved in the community that's where the other part which is very essential coming in mm-hmm. and sometimes you know mm-hmm. like a lot of the members when they come they want to be inside a community like they want to meet people like they want to expand their network you yeah. know, but maybe they're shy you okay. know like they're new they just arrive from like different parts of the world they don't really know the custom you know yeah. like so, they might be, like, the first day or two, they might be just sitting in their corner, you know, like, like <laughs> sitting with their laptops on yeah. and kind of look around, you know, like, yeah. hey, you know, like, should I go there and talk, yeah. you know, or should I join this and that? And it is our job to be able to feel them, like, they're welcome, yeah, you know? and so they're able to open up and join, you know, like, the events, you yep. know, like, say hi to the other members, yeah, you know, so Are that's you, the major part.
0: That's the major activation stuff yeah. that you mm-hmm. guys do? That's awesome. I mean… I'm an introvert, so I would imagine that if I was to go in a co-working space, I would love to have that sort of environment where people make you feel welcome. Mm. And I think it's fundamental if we talk about co-working space being about the community, as Mm. you said, it is really important for the you know community managers and the GM, I mean the whole company of the you know co-working space to really have that energy of bringing people no matter introvert or extrovert, mm-hmm. to be able to feel like they're, they belong, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what community is all about. That being said, I wanted to know, like, how do you handle the challenge of maintaining a collaborative and inclusive culture in a co-working environment? Especially, you know, knowing the fact that we're in Bali and Bali's like a diverse range of individuals come here and, you know, go to these co-working places like Outposts and you have all sorts of nationalities how do you make it feel inclusive?
1: Well, you know, at Outpost, we always try to say that we want the members to be connected with the destinations, right? Right. You know, so being in Bali, like, we w- we would like them as much as possible to be connected with Bali, you know, whether it's the culture, whether it's the traveling part, whether yeah. it's meeting with the people or, like, get in touch with the local community. So mm-hmm. we use that perception to bring everybody in. Right. I'm very sure, like at least ninety percent of people, when they decided to go to Bali as a digital nomad, yeah, they're also interested with the culture, you know, yes. like that's the uh, that's a big reason, right? Yeah. So we're using that perception to bring everybody in together, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we started with even like small things, you know, like we gather like members meetup, you know, like every week, you know, yeah. where it's just like a like a casual sit down, especially yeah. for the new members. Yeah, we will be hosting. And we are providing like local snacks, you know, like things that they never really tried before. That's cool. And at least it's becoming like an icebreaker thing or like a conversational piece, right? You know,
0: yeah.
1: Or like we do like, remember lunch, you know, where we cook um, local cuisine, uh-huh. you know, like something mild, you know, not something too wild, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something that they, like the first. Not piece, too spicy. Not too spicy, you know, some, something that, you know, like it's still in the acceptable for palates for different people, right? Yes. You know, But these kind of things, you know, it's, really been appreciated by the members you know, because they feel like oh you know like not only that i'm able to meet the other people you know through this media but we're, i'm also able to start learning about the new culture and just like in the in the same place where i can get productive yeah and we also have co-living right where, where, where i'm staying as well you know yeah. so that, that's how we overcome the challenge basically
0: mm-hmm. yeah because outpost has that co-living environment, it's mm-hmm. also even more stronger to foster that community, yeah? Yeah. I love that. That's amazing.
1: And that's actually how we wanted to get known as well. So it's not so much about the co-working anymore, yeah. but the co-working is part of the larger ecosystem, which is mm-hmm. the co-living part Yeah. and the community part, you know. And, you know, like, we even now start to be more active in providing travel services, you know, mm. like for the members because
0: nice.
1: we realized that a lot of the members, when they come to Bali, they want to go to different places in Bali. They want to try surfing. They want to try paragliding. You know, yeah. but they might not be really comfortable to find
0: external, yeah,
1: external by their own. Yeah, you know, so they would like us to curate those for them. Yeah, and we're, we're more than happy to, you know. And again, this is a type of thing that brings people together. Yeah, you know, it. You don't only meet the community inside your working bubble, but yeah. also outside. You know, on the weekend. You know, yeah. and you grow and learn together. Basically, that's awesome
0: because actually, that just brings this thought to me about the word trust uh, because I feel like in a community you need to have that trust and if you're not building that trust with your community then it all falls apart and Mm. I think what Outpost does really well is you guys are so good at bringing them together curating the right kind of Mm, activations mm -hmm. and events and you know, a way of speaking to the members that they have that trust enough that, you know, even outside of work, they want you to tell them where they can go and who's the trusted advisors that they can, you know, travel with, etc. So I love that. I think that's really cool. I didn't even know that you guys had that going. (laughs) So actually, I guess, you know, I mean, the question I wanted to ask was, how do you measure the success of a co-working environment, I think we can expand on that, but I feel like you already explained the success because mm. people are going beyond their co-working spaces to be with you. But is there anything else we could say is measured as a success? Okay.
1: We're talking about environment, right? Specifically environment, right? Yeah. So, I mean, because if you're talking about the KPI of co-working, I would go back to the finance part and it can get, it can get really boring. <laughs> but okay, environment-wise. Well, environment-wise, I see the great success mm. when we do events that are like, really social related. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with work. It has nothing to do with seminars or skill sharing. And it's all about socializing, you know, like whether we do a barbecue, whether we do like a family dinner yeah. at the cafe where we have our co-working, you know, or at the rooftop of our co-living, yeah. you know, and when, when the members join and it's full, I think it's very rewarding, you know, because you can tell that the members are comfortable yes to be there. Yeah. Like like they don't feel like, oh, you know what? I've been cooped up in the in the co-working space for eight hours and I can't wait to get out of here and yeah. and go somewhere. You know, but the fact that they, you know what, hey, I'm I'm gonna go back to my room for, for a quick shower and I'll come back to join the dinner. You know, yeah I, I found it very rewarding, you know, because then we know that we are able to create events that they are very excited with. Yeah. And of course like another thing in a longer run it's always uh, rewarding when we see, like, members who already left. Yeah. And they still want to be part of the community, you know, like, mm. whether they're still inside our Facebook group or, like, WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm. Or, like, we have, like, a, our own, like, sort of, like, a social media platform. Oh, cool. For the members to to be connected. Yeah. Uh, we call it Outpost Member Hub. And when we see, like, members who have been away, like, for six months, you know, and they suddenly they post a picture, hey, you know what? I just found this picture in my phone, you know, like, back when we were traveling to... <laughs> Mount Batur, you know, with all the outposters, you know, like I just miss these guys so much and just Aww. trying to say hi, you know, and, and it feels like, wow, you know, like like the community is really there and yep. they are not bound into like the same, where, where I have to be in the same space, you know, like, yes. like it, it's that's beyond awesome. that. That's awesome,
0: that's yeah. awesome, that's so true. I mean, when you can make someone leave the place and still come back, like they still think about you when mm. they're far away from you, that's really powerful. I mm-hmm. think that's really amazing to hear. And I'm glad that's happening and you guys have the little platform for it. You know, now going on to say at the workspace, right? Can you share some examples of successful team collaborations in a co-working environment? Because sometimes what we realize is that co-working environment, some people say that it's like hard to be productive because there's too many like people or, you know, and I guess maybe because it's an open space environment, Mm. maybe sometimes it's not easy, but I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure there are successful team collaborations. And I'd love to hear if you have any examples of such things happening, like maybe a startup that was there and did well from it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, now that I think of it, I think there are a few successful stories, you know, because the members, they came from different places, right? And yeah. they came as individuals, you mm-hmm. know, like one is a graphic designer, one is a digital marketing strategist, you know, one is in finance, you yeah. know, and they didn't come to Bali to like foster or to create a collaborations or even like a business partnership. They just yeah. want to try to be a digital nomad. Yeah. But then this usually happened in events like seminars or workshops, you know, because right. We do a seminar about, for example, like the future of AI in digital marketing, you know, yep. like, and then like people with different background, with but the same interest will join, right? Yeah. You know, like the guy in finance, you know, and then the guy in digital marketing and the yes. guy in graphic designer, they will come, you know, because they see a, a similar interest in AI mm-hmm. and their business in the future. Yeah. And then after like the event, you know, they go to the networking session that we provided and then they they start talking about the possibility of forming something together, you know, oh, and, and it great. happened. Yeah. It happened. I'm not to be able to say the brand. Oh, you
0: don't have to. <laughs> yeah, but, but it
1: really happened, you know. And again, you know, this is something that a co-working space should be, you know. This, yeah. is, the, this is the reason, right? It's not only about I'm going to work in a place where I can, you know, like be in the same space, in the same room with a lot of people. But yeah. it's about the possibility of meeting other people and, and get something productive out of it.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to know. Do mm. those things actually happen? Mm-hmm. And I guess they do, huh?
1: Yeah, but then again, you know, like we have to be the one that encouraging it, you know, like yes. like it's more difficult now. It's it's also a challenge for us because now people are becoming more serious when they are working in a co-working space. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we see that we, we start to see the shift in the trend, you know, like maybe if we're talking before the pandemic, you yeah. know, like people really chatty inside yeah. the co-working space, you know, yeah. like they have the the mentality like, oh, I want to collaborate, you know, like I want to meet new partners, you know, like. So it's more chatting than working, you know, like I I have a member who said that before, you know, like I feel like I'm chatting more than just working. I'm not really productive. Yeah. But now we see like it's becoming more serious. Mm -hmm. So we see now, okay, okay. so the business is good, you know, because people can get productive in a co-working space. Yeah. They were able to make a living out of working from a co-working space. So they'll become our member longer. Yeah. But then at the same time, it poses another challenge, which is, we want to see the members also more engaging, right, yes. to each other, you know, so that's where we have to come in and encourage it and curating the events, yes. you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, we. I wanted to talk to you, you know, it's about curation and I know that it's going to be a challenge as we evolve and post-pandemic, mm-hmm. I feel like people are definitely a lot more reserved mm. with their ways of interacting with others mm-hmm. for many reasons, right, and they all have their reasons and I guess that goes to our final question, which is to how do you foresee the future of co-working spaces, you know, evolving? Are there any, we talked about trends, like what can we do if people are more serious? Like what are we going to do with that kind of curation? What's What's the future going to hold with co-working spaces?
1: There are two challenges the way I see it. The first one is more members are becoming more specific right. about, Which community that they are looking for. Mm -hmm. So going back to the uh, to the the topic that we talked about earlier in our in in our session, you know, like different people, but we want to bring them together, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, now like uh, we feel that okay, for example, like they want to become a YouTuber, Mm -hmm. they will go to a YouTube academy, a YouTuber Mm -hmm. academy, you know, instead of going to a regular co working space. Yeah. So we will have to be able to win them by giving them the perspective that there's, it's actually more valuable for, for you to come to a co-working space because, yes, we will have events that suit your needs, yeah. you know, but you will be able to expand your horizon as well yes. by meeting other people that may not be in the same interest with you in the beginning. Yes. And the second I feel like, you know, like this post-pandemic, they are more like digital nomad traveling with their family. I see. And we start to see, like, members coming in with their like, their family, you know, not, like, like, mom, dad, and kids. Okay. You know, like, the kids may not be working in the co-working space, you know, but we, we see them, like, first time they come, you know, like, they're checking out the space, you yeah. know, they, they're looking for the price and such, you know, like, and then they're bringing their kids, you know, and they will be asking, you know, like, what kind of activities that my kids can do around here. Mm. So, it will be a challenge for us to be able to accommodate those needs as well. Yes. To ensure that when I travel with my family as a digital nomad or as a digital nomad family. Yeah. Like, my whole family members can be taken care of as well.
0: Correct, that's so, so true. I,
1: I would feel that that would be the, the real challenge in, in this coming years.
0: It's almost like the space itself has to evolve to curate for families. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, the whole ecosystem of co-working spaces, it kind of like became a thing in the era of like millennials in their early 20s. And now a lot of them, might already have families, have met their partners, and they all have small children. And so I feel like a lot of them are definitely keen to travel the world with mm. their family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and you know, co-working. They'll ask these questions, like, mm-hmm. where are the spaces that accommodate for my kids as well?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And in Bali, there are plenty of, you know, daycare centers and mm-hmm. things like that, but it might be a, a creative opportunity for places like Outpost to think of partnerships, right, with other spaces for kids while they, you know, parents are working. But I know, I mean, that's great observations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really interested to see how that evolves in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up our our conversation, actually. So thank you so much for sharing your insights Um, pleasure. it's been really amazing and i really hope to welcome you again in our podcast maybe we'll have a different conversation a year from now about co-working spaces yeah 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 thank you so much edward that wraps up our fifth episode if you enjoyed what you heard do give us a follow at wavemakers.co on our instagram to stay updated on our latest episodes thanks for tuning in